Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Hey, this is Tom Hayes, and this is Back to the Shoe Shack on Thursday, November 10th, 2016. How did we ever get to this point? This is Tom Hayes, and now I've seen that the man himself, Mr. Rudy Garino, is joining us from Las Vegas, Nevada. Hey, Rudy, how are you? Hey, I got up, Tom, and I just had my nurse here to check my vitals, and, and I got to drive a couple of minutes late, but everything is perfect. Damn right. You just keep it rocking, Rudy. We're going to get this film done. Uh, <clears throat> it's been a little rough on this end. We've had uh, I've had some uh, major interruptions in my life. I've had a few funerals uh, on the bad side and a great wedding on the other. And uh, kind of getting back to normal here, and we're going to get back to work. But uh, yeah, well, we, uh, that's, you... that's what happened to me. I mean... Uh... I had my chair break down on me, and uh, it takes two months to fix. I says, I don't believe this. And they don't have a look that picks me up. And I have to, it's a recliner, so I have to tip the thing all the way back to try and get up. It's so aggravating that I want to strangle the, the chair company. I says, I can't believe that it takes two months. Well, we're waiting for the parts. I says, what are they coming for? By stagecoach, Wells Fargo. <laughs> yeah, nothing takes I, that long today. And then I got my other thrill, my cigars. Every time I call for a cigar, they want to send me another brand. And the, and the, the other brand, I tell them I want the naturals. They send me the dock. I send it back. It takes a week to go <laughs> to get the return slip, another week. To send it back before you know it, I'm out of cigars, 
by the time the other batch comes. <laughs> I've been having a tough time with my chair and my cigars. So that's and my story. Give, they, yeah, they don't give you a loner chair? Yeah, they give me a loner, but it don't pick me up like my regular chair. Oh, it's, okay. I get it's you. A re it goes back, and then I got to get at the tip of the, the chair to lift myself up. Oh, boy. And that's well, been so aggravating. And then on top of it, two months, I said, what the hell is wrong? Well, we're waiting for the pots. I mean, what are they coming? By stagecoach? And what's their answer to that? Yeah, it's better than they laugh. Oh, boy. Well, that's uh, my morning. Well, hopefully the time goes fast and... Uh... We're back on track here. Uh, boy, you called me the other day, and we thought we were going to get one outcome, and we got a totally different outcome. Yeah, that was amazing. I, I was watching, and all of a sudden, I said, Florida went for Trump, and then uh, Ohio. And I said, what the fuck is going on here? And then <laughs> <Ohio>. <laughs> Well, obviously, they everybody got caught with their, as we used to say, everybody got caught with their pants down. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, nobody we, knew. And we got caught with our pants up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I tuned in around 11 o'clock. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I, I, I was amazed. Yeah, the uh, yeah, it's uh, well, they, it's just in, just incredible. Yeah, they say he had to win four, four, five states. I says, how's he gonna do it? How the hell is he gonna do it? If he loses one, he's gone. <laughs> and they kept popping and popping and popping. Believe it. It was a, it was almost unreal. It was. It was unreal, and nobody in the history of the United States, nothing like that's ever happened. Well, he's the only person that, without being in the military, that's ever been elected a president. Yeah, With, exactly. Uh, Hell, no office, and he was not in the military. Well, you know what it is. You know, the people want to change. They wanted. They're, they're tired of the fucking bullshit and all that. The uh, people going to politicians. They go there broke, and they come back with the millions of dollars. And uh, they do nothing for it but sell their vote. They go there, they sit in a chair, and they sell their vote to the lobbyists. And that's, that's true. That's what they do. That's true, Rudy. You know, and uh, his motto was, make America great again. And ours is, let's make the music great again. That's another, that's a good model because... Over here, they destroyed with that canned music. They, they destroyed this whole town. This whole town is geared up. It's only lucky for us. It's geared up for all festivals, big events. They all, they're all they all built in big uh, 22,000. They, they got about seven or eight of them. I don't know who's going to fill them. Who the hell is going to fill these stadiums up? Right. Right. You know, when the Monte Carlo was, they just built a 5,500 uh, no, 5, or 55, I don't know, big one. And then, then they, they built a, uh, another arena, 22,000. I'm telling you, they got arenas all over the freaking place. Interesting. Seven or eight right. big. They got to fill them with events. I don't know who, I don't know who's around. They're going back to right. these old spots like Jennifer Lopez has got one. Uh, Britney Spears is still hanging in there. And Shilon, uh, DeLon there, whatever her name is. 
those are three of them that are working steady here. With the, they all got one of those big venues. But uh, yeah, they they got a lot of big stuff. Uh, then they got that Rock and Rio uh, place that uh, that was here a couple of years ago, and uh, they lost a lot of money. But they they they. Nowadays, the sponsors bail these companies out, you know, Tom. Yep. Yeah, yep. like they had about 10 sponsors to do that big show. And they had big oh, yeah, sponsors. Right. Yeah, you can't do it without the sponsors. You're right. Yeah. So some of these shows, you need sponsors because uh, they cost so much. Exactly. Um, so... Well, here, let's play a little music that I think the country, in spite of everything that's happened, I think the country needs to hear this song. Can we do a little music? Go right ahead. Here we go. Mr. Al Green, let's stay together. There we go, Rudy. Let's all stay together. Hey, I think we have uh, I think we have a gentleman on the line. Kenneth Rubio. Kenneth, are you there? Let me see. What happened? It dropped. I want to try this again. Uh, Rudy, I met a gentleman the other day. I was down in uh, Wareham, Massachusetts. And uh, yeah, Wareham, Massachusetts, in uh, down by the Cape. Oh, there we go. Now I think we can hear him. There we go. Let's see. His name is Kenneth. Hello. 
Yes, hey, sir. Kenneth, this is Tom Hayes. I met you the other day down the Cape at Lindsay's. Yes, we did, sir. Yeah. and How we are you? Were, I'm fantastic. And on the line with us is Rudy Garino, owner of the fabulous, fantastic Sugar Shack. All right. And, uh, <laughs> I'd like you to say hi to Rudy. And Rudy, just to give you a tip, uh, Kenneth is a cousin of the Tavares. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, how are you, Rudy? Okay, my pleasure uh, to talk to you. And uh, you've got great cousins. That was, uh, that's one of the finest groups that ever come out of New England, boy. That's right. It sure is. It sure is. It sure is. That whole family sings. That whole family. Yeah. Mother. And they're all respectable, nice people. You couldn't find a better bunch. Yeah, you're right. They they are. They're real down home people. They were down home. You should have seen what they did in Miami. They had to stop the traffic on the street there. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Chubby, Chubby spent a lot of time out there. Yeah, Chubby, yeah. The, the the police had to come in and tell me what the hell is going on here at the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, uh, uh, the, when they, how they came up and in the era they came up, it was like uh, just just the right time for them. I mean, because yeah. I said uh, that whole family sings, mother, father, you know, the, uh, the sisters, the brothers, and, and and they always they always were like that. They, were, I mean, they're a real homie group. They're a real tight family knit. You know, so they all supported each other. <laughs> That's great. That's great because they're a bunch of respectable boys, boy. They yeah. were kids. Uh, when, I, when they worked for us, they were everybody loved them. They were very pleasant. Yeah, anything, yeah. Anything you just says, that's what they are. Yeah, that's right. That that's that's old school. Right. That's, that's old, old school. school. You won't yeah. find that nowadays. No, 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 no. We, we, uh, we, they, they, that's, that's going out the window now. That's, that's going it. out the window. That's going out the window. It's, it's terrible to say it that, but listen, the songs they sang then, you can sing now. These younger generations, their songs last six months, and after that, it's going out the window. That soul music and that is still going strong. Believe still me. Still going I strong. Yeah, absolutely right. The radios are still playing it, and uh, you go in the casinos, they got that uh, music overhead. Uh, they're all playing the soul music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it, it told a story about life at that time. You know, we may not have much, but we had a good time because right. everything everything was family-orientated, you know? And so, you know, it wasn't all this cussing and swearing. It was mostly about love, about life. About how to get along. You know, we had a club for 10 years. We had mixed crowds. We had college kids. We had uh, the, the, the pimps in there. We had gangsters in there. Yeah. We had all kinds of people. And when that music went on, everybody got together and just got right in the mood. Yeah. Like a. A tranquilizer pill. That's it, right. It put everybody in the mood and everybody was happy. Everybody was happy. Everybody was happy. I mean, it's completely different now. I mean, you know, everything's rage. Everything's a rage. Everybody's at it's each other's throat. Yeah. You're, yeah. Afraid, you're afraid to say anything today. Yeah. Every, yeah. You got to be politically right now, yeah. <laughs> which is terrible. You can't be you. You know, when we were at the Sugar Shack, we never knew what the word racism was. No, 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 no. Everybody got along. I can't believe what a change. Yeah, that's right. The music brought people together. I think we have to do something like uh, where we have to, uh, Tom, uh, you're still there, right, Tom? Yo, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm letting this. I'm letting the conversation go where it should. <laughs> I, think, I think the world needs a sugar shack uh, atmosphere to yeah. calm down, 
to calm down everybody that's at each other's throat. Right, right, right. Now, Kenneth, we need did you did you get to did you get to come into the sugar shack? Do you remember it? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Right. A couple of times. Matter of fact, with them. And wow. with uh, well, because John Centeo was their road manager. And John was John. John was real good. He was real good about uh, about how to get to people, how to make people get along. He was a good communicator. Yeah, I mean, so, so uh, that's how it was. Yeah. So it's, how old were you at the time? Oh, I had to be in my uh, I would say in my twenties. Yeah. Are you just saying that or because you didn't want to tell us that you were there underage like everybody else? No, no, I was I was no, 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 I was the right age. But there was a lot underage. Now, you know, Tavares was amazing unto themselves, but when they got in that room, I'm sure you saw them really come to life. Oh yes, yes, yes. It, it it sure they sure did, they sure. But listen, that that goes back to moms and pops. I mean, it was a unity. It was it was a, a camaraderie with just being like that, and the way they were brought up. I mean, at that time, it, it was a village that brought us up, and and their parents, their parents were one like that. I was a big family. So, you know, everything had to be close and everything had to be on the same page. You know, we, we not that we didn't have disagreements, but it wasn't to the point where with like they're doing now. You know, people knew how to come, come back together. That's right. Well, you know, I, I always get into trouble because I always tell people that's exactly the way. I grew up in Roxbury. We didn't right. have much. We grew up in a mixed neighborhood. Right. But what we did have, we didn't have a new car. In fact, the car was so old, my father used to have to push it down the hill to start it. Yeah, and, I, I know that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we we lived in a three-decker. And, yes. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, there was a family there. That's right. That's right. You know, and everybody and looked up for each other. It's, and, and not only was there a family, but there was... There was tradition. There was dinner every night. My father came That's home right. every night. You know, right. uh, he went to work. You could count on things. There was, you know, yep. it was uh, reliable. And today, I find out when I talk about that, we do have to go back. And I think that's what this election showed is that people, in spite of, in spite of the fact that everybody's got, most people have a new car, they've got a pretty good house. So what if nobody's in there? And nobody's around for the kids or each other. That's right. What good is the yep. stuff? What good is the stuff? Yeah. And whenever right. I talk about the family, talk about kids, immediately people call me anti-feminist. And I yeah, go, no, no, yeah, no. I know. I know. No. I'm not anti-feminist. I'm pro-family. And if women want to uh, do that, but don't desert the kids. Don't desert right. the family. Right. You know, and right. I'll tell you, we we've interviewed a lot of groups and we never interviewed a group like Tavares because you're right. They were a family. And boy, were they tight Were they they really got together. In fact, I think one of the best pieces of film that we have, we're about to get into the editing room and start to put this whole thing together. And one of the best pieces was when um, uh, who's the leader of the group? Um, he said uh, to Butch. Jimmy. Yeah, okay, well, no, it well, wasn't well, Chevy. Bush, but... It was no Butch was. It, there was one guy who really became Chubby spoke a lot, but then the next guy down really was the um, speaker. In fact, Rudy, we had him on the podcast once. Who was that? Uh, Chubby, I think it was Chubby. Yeah, Ch no, Chub Chubby, Chubby was, was Chubby was the leader. Believe me, he was. Okay, well, so who, who, who might be? The who might be the next one down? The one, one of the well, elders. It would be. It would be. It would be Ralph. Yeah, it was Ralph. Ralph. And uh, he's still with the group. Right? Is he still with the group? Well, oh yeah. Yeah, they, they are. When they get together, yeah, they. they he's still with the group. He's still well, with the group. One of them is. One of them got ill for a little bit. Who was that? Yeah, that was uh, Pooch. 
Oh, okay. Gucci. So this was Ralph. And in the middle of the yeah. interview, uh, while we were talking, they were talking about the days on the road and how they became and how hard they worked and how many, how they traveled across the country going from city to city. And that's how they right. built their following. And he that's said, right. uh, in the middle of the interview, he turned around and he looked at Butch and he says, you know, Butch, he says, in all those years, he says, it just dawned on me how hard you worked. He says, you put together all the choreography. He said, yep. you know, you, you made us rehearse. He said, that was all you're doing. And yes, he it says, was. that was a, he says, right. And he says that, that, that showmanship really made it brought us to the top. And he says, you know, he says, after all these years, I never thank you for that. Yeah. See, <laughs> and, and it was really a touching, touching moment. You could see Butch, we got it on film and you could see both of them tear up and the yeah. other brothers turned around and they said the same thing, you know, Butch, thank you. That's and, right. Uh, Butch, Butch told me afterwards, he says, that was the first time that they thanked me they in thanked all them. those years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Butch, Butch, Butch did all that. He did. Each of them had their own little niche. And, 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 and like I said, after a while, I mean, when they started, you didn't know who was really the star of the show, who was really the pusher. Because they all had their own little things that they did, and they just went and they, and they followed suit. So there was no arguing like, oh, well, you do, you, why are you doing this? I should be doing this. They just did it because Butch was a showman. Butch liked to move. Butch liked to do that. Uh, Chubby was Chubby was boisterous. You know, he wasn't ashamed. He, he could speak in a hobby. And, and, and like I said, Ralph, Ralph was the organizer trying to keep the group together. You know, a tiny was one of the young ones. That that had a voice, you knew he was gonna do something later. Yeah. Now, so they all had their little things, and they didn't bicker over it. Yeah, they were tight. They were really. You yeah. Know, they could still, after all these years, they're still having fun. And you know, Rudy and I talk every week, and we realize those guys are <clears throat> a lot of times they're in Europe because the demand for that music is still big in Europe. Oh yeah, they're big big overseas. Uh, uh, they when they was there in China or uh, Japan, they they were like rock stars out there, and they they always said that when they came back came back home, they says, "Oh man, over there, we're like rock stars," because yeah. they never seen that kind of unity. Yeah, and you know um, we have a film on YouTube, and we talked to Ralph about it when he was on the show. They had a a hundred piece band that they oh, worked yeah. with. Yes. Yes. So, yes. So God bless them. They've had quite yeah. the, I mean, the fact that they're still going strong. Yeah, that's what it is. They're time. still going. Yeah, they're still going strong. That's like I said, that, that old school is, I mean, I mean, for them still to be together and still can draw, I mean, that's saying something about them. That's saying exactly. something about that, that era, too. Oh, of course it does. Now, tell us. What you remember about the shack? What you remember about the people and the atmosphere? And well, I can, I can remember walking in there, and I mean, everybody was so friendly. Like you said, when you walked in there, it wasn't a color thing. It was everybody who loved music was there. And once the music started, everybody was everybody. You know, it wasn't everybody staring at anybody or worrying about what's that one got on, this going on. It was the music that brought everybody together. I mean, when they came on, it was like unbelievable. I mean, th that place would erupt, you know. I mean, when they say burn the house, burn the roof down, that's just what they did every time they came out. <laughs> that's right. Burn the roof. Burn this Emma for down. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I told you before, I remember when Chubby used to work for uh, Tropicana. And he would do his deliveries. And uh, he would come by some days and pick me up. And this was early in the morning. And we'd be going out down to the Cape because he had deliveries down there. And he would be, he would pr be practicing his voice, you know, uh, how to throw an echo out. And, how to and I would sit there and I'd say, halfway to the I'd say, listen, if I got to li listen to this all day long, all the way up and all the way back, I'm not going to come here no more with you. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, they must have been. Uh, well, let's stay on the sugar shack a little bit. You mentioned about how, what people had on. Wasn't it absolutely amazing? The, uh, the yes. The, go ahead. Oh yeah, the, 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 I, not not uniforms. What, what they what we wore at that era. I mean, I mean, uh, we were like fashion. They were like fashion statements. I mean, everybody came in. I said of, of all races, and everybody had something different on. But it was it was such a a, a, a show. I mean, when they came on, they were dressed, you know. They, 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 they had their uniforms on. But when you looked out in the crowd, you saw what the people were wearing. Y'all going, wow. It seemed like uh, they were tre- trend- trendy, and, and they brought everybody into that same world. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that everybody who we, 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 bring, we bring everybody on to the uh, program, Everybody talks about the uh, the fashion yeah. statement at the time, and that it was an event. I mean, the, the and to think that they gave the the performers and the club that much respect by uh, dressing up and making you know some some guys would have a suit made every week, right? Just just for that, just just because they wanted to go, they didn't want to have the same thing on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, in fact, one, they, they, one, like, one guy. Got a, go ahead. It, it, it seemed like you know. I don't want them to see me in this. I wore this last time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it was Nick the tailor was the tailor in town that they had do all the clothes. Right, right, a, right. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, a guy told us that he uh, actually would design. He'd come in with the actual design, and Nick would. Uh, use the design he had to make something that he had never made before. Right, right, right. And what's, what's so good about that, too, is a lot of them things that were made, uh, the brothers had had ideas, too. And they would throw them out, and you know, especially because Butch. Butch was like that. Butch, Butch, was, Butch was, was a classy man. He was a classy young man, you know. So everything oh, yeah, he did, well, he did with a little class, and and even in their dress and stuff. Ralph had a lot to do with that about about wardrobe, what to do. But Butch was like that. Butch Butch liked wardrobe. He loved to be dressed right. He wanted the group to look right. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, <laughs> it was true. It was a fashion statement. Uh, you know, Rudy, we, we talk about this every week, the fact that, uh, and if I don't know if you remember, but even when you got close to the club, you saw all the, uh, I call them the pimp mobiles, all the Cadillacs. Oh, yeah, right. That's <laughs> <laughs> right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> they brought them all out. <laughs> well, you know, it was the days of Shaft and Superfly. It was a right. period where, you know, um, I was with a guy, uh, Rudy, last night I had uh, Bob Donahue bought me uh, dinner again in the North End. We were in uh, Il Panino. And uh, he, the last time we talked to him, he says, you know, even he got inspired in those days to dress accordingly. And he says, yeah, you know, and he says something that was true. He says, you know, in those days, it was cool to be black. He yeah. says everybody wanted to be black. Everybody yeah, wanted that's to. Right, everybody. You know, you're talking the afros. You're talking the clothes. Yeah. You're talking the style. <laughs> you're talking even the walk. Uh, one yeah. guy the other day was showing me the pimp walk. Remember the pimp yeah. walk? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was like a little hip-hop walk. <laughs> you yeah, you walk dip. a little bit to the side. And, and, yeah. and, and you and you and you uh, almost like a like a penguin. You had a little waddle about you. So yeah. it, was, it was real cool. <laughs> yeah. You walk like a penguin. Yeah. You know you have a just like that. He wobbles. He wobbles. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was, it, it, it was, was an attitude. Oh, it was right. all about attitude. With an attitude, that's right, that's right. Like with an attitude. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, to me, it, it was a movie set. It could have been the movie set of Shaft or something. And yeah, uh, 
you know, everybody, uh, we talk about too that everybody timed their appearance. You know, the the pimps would send the ladies in first to let them get a lot right. of attention. Right. Right. And then, right. Right. And then uh, now, did we talk the other day? Did we talk about Sugar Shack Lil? No. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't think so. Lil, I don't think so. Lil was the uh, photographer for the club. Yeah. And she's oh, yeah, a new they, have, they have right. Yeah. She used to come around with a Polaroid and take yeah, pictures right. of I was the gonna, I, just, I was going to say that. I can, remember, I can remember that a couple of times. And at fr the first time I went there, I was in, I was in awe to see that. You know, but they, they, in that era, that's what it was. When you went to all them high class clubs or them, 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 uh, hip hop or what they call them, uh, uh, speakeasies, they always had someone there would take pictures. Correct. You know, you know, cause you, you, you wanted to be seen there with such and such a person. That's right. And, uh, Lil was a new Bedford girl. In fact, she was, um, originally from there and then she lived down there in the last uh, I guess 20 years or so and uh, mm. God rest her soul she's not with us anymore but we were so fortunate and blessed to get her on film yeah oh wow yeah wow and uh, she just had some beautiful things you know one of the things that you know we talk about there was no trouble or anything but it went beyond that there was love in the sugar shack a lot of love and a lot of respect yeah, exactly. Well, we're going to do our part, too. I think, uh, you know, Trump got elected saying that we got to make America great again. And Rudy and I said at the beginning of the show today, part of our mission is to make the music great again. Right. 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 And if we can do that, I mean, like I said, music, music is like a tranquilizer. You know, it, oh, it can put yeah. you in the mood. Exactly. Well, you know something. Why don't we? Um, why don't we do the mood and uh, we'll uh, let's play a little heaven. Here we go. We'll be right oh, back. Yeah. Hang on, around, Kenneth. Yeah, hang okay. around. Yeah.
is, Kenneth. Yep, you're right. <laughs> you know, one of they, the they things I'm they, sitting here. Go ahead. They, they, they had a unique, a unique sound. Oh, God. And you could just hear the joy in their music yeah. and in their expression. Um, yeah, and I and I can I can things... hear I I can pick out each one of the brothers when they're singing. I can pick out their no voices. Kidding. I, well, I, I can pick them out. Want to ask you? Uh, you saw them right from the time they were, I mean, little kids, right? Yes, yes. And then how did it? Yes. When did you see it all start and come together? I mean, was there a plan, or was it just something that evolved? It evolved because they, they always were singing. They they used to sing as, as young youngsters, you know, at different little affairs, and, and and you could see it in them because, like I said, the parents were. But to have all them boys stay that stay that together that long, usually you know how family are and, and stars. You know, you start off, and before you know, you start to split away. They weren't like that. They were just they were just. Ordinary people, they had little jobs, uh, they went to school with us, and they didn't ever got that big in their heads. They knew they were going to do something in life, and they just kept moving forward, they kept moving forward. Well, now, what were they doing at first? Were they doing mostly co cover music? Were they covering other bands? Uh, well, yeah, that's what they did at first. When they, I'm trying to think of the group that they used to uh, cover up for before well, the they came on stage. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were chubby well, in the turnpikes. When they were the, right? yeah, chubby in the turnpikes. They 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 were okay. they were awesome then, you know. And they played like I said, in in this area they played in like schools, and and different small nightclubs, not big, you know, just around here. And they got to be well known. I said when they were chubby in turnpikes, and then the groups they had the the guys they had in the band. I mean, they had a group of guys that that grew up with them. You know, they oh, just okay. switch and keep switching. Most of them groups, that they, the, the guys, there was like five or six of them that were from the beginning and almost to the end with them. Wow. You know, it was wow. like I said, Jackie Santos. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the guitar, the lead guitar player for them. I can't think of his name right now. I can remember them coming all. They were in Boston. Some lived in Boston. Some lived in Rhode Island. But they all came together all the time. I can remember them practicing down in the cellar in the house and walking by and hear them, you know. They played at wow. the Vets Hall, you know. That, that's when wow. they did now, a lot who, of stuff at the Vets Hall. Yeah. Now, who started writing the songs? Did they, they buy the music or did they write it themselves? No, they, uh, they, they did a lot of writing. A Chubby, uh, a Butch, uh, Tiny, even as young as he was. He always had a talent how to to uh, to put things together, but Chubby was uh -huh. Chubby was good at that. Wow! But Butch, Just... Butch always had that in him. Butch was one of the guys they say when he first when they started to make it, he had a studio in his house. <laughs> really? Okay? So so th th he did a lot of writing because he liked to write. Interesting. Well, you know, uh, one of the things I was very impressed with, those guys are still in amazing shape, and none of them look their age. No, they don't. They don't. No, they don't. <laughs> that's, that's the truth. If you looked at it yeah. and you started telling the age, you would go, nah, I don't believe that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, Butch, and they still like Butch to get up like and move around. Yeah, Butch, Butch looks like a young age. kid. He looks, yeah. yeah, he looks like he's yeah. 45. Butch does. Yeah, yeah, he looks like a young man. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> and the other thing I want to say, they stay in amazing shape. Just amazing. Yeah, yeah. Their bodies yeah. They're, are they're still, still prim. Yep. They're still moving around. They, they just, that's what they were known for, their moves. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, and the choreography, well, that's they, 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 yep. they practice that, you know, religiously. Yep. And they still do it. They still do splits and... Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just amazing. So, Rudy, when they became, I mean, the the big the big house band, of course, was the Lords because they were there just consistently yeah. for you whenever you needed them. But the Tavares kind of became your house band too, didn't it, Rudy? No, no, no. They were stars. No, 
Oh, okay. Oh, no. There but was, I mean, uh, they were there. They were there a lot, right? Yeah, they worked. Uh, they worked quite a bit, and then we had them in Miami Beach too. That's yeah. right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's but, interesting. But everybody knew about the Sugar Shack. Everybody knew about the Sugar Shack because of them, especially yeah. in this area. Not to change yeah. the subject. Last weekend we had the Soul Train Awards, and yes. uh, and it's so different. Like that, the company bought the. They had eleven hundred tapes of the wow. show, and they they bought the the. All the tapes and everything, and uh, they do a Soul Train Award thing at uh, at uh, New Orleans, I think it was. Yeah, the Orleans Arena, and they charge fifty four dollars up to two hundred and fifty. And guess what's on? It's just mm-hmm. a weekend of music and comedy. They don't even use, they just use live comedy acts, but they don't use no soul acts. You know? No. They, they just use the music, yeah. and they get that kind of money. Wow. Now, we never filmed all those hundreds, hundred acts that are better than, than we had. We would have had the same kind of shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is stupid. amazing. We never well, you filmed know that guy. You know, Rudy, now that you think of it, you know, uh, when comedy became big in the 70s and 80s, that uh, Bud Friedman out of uh, L.A. used to have evening at the improv. And, uh, boy, you could have, you're right, Rudy, you missed that one. You could have had easily had evening at the Sugar Shack. Right, right. Yeah. You know, well, we're going to try to bring it back with the film that we're going to do here. You know, here's the other thing that's very important for people to understand. I can go anywhere in New England. And just like I did the other day, I followed you out of the restaurant, Kenneth. And I just knew. I just knew. (laughs) I just knew that you were at the Sugar Shack. And all I have to do is say those those two words. Say, hey, man, you know, a club called the Sugar Shack. And and here we are a couple of days later. And we've been talking about it for almost an hour. Yeah, right, right, right. You know, do you remember any particular story about the shack? Anything that stood out? Uh, not, not, not particular. But all I knew was uh, that was the place to be. Yeah, that was the that was the place to be in the weekend. Yeah, uh, right. That 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 that's, that that was one thing that always stood out. You know, if you was going, to, you were anybody, and you wanted to go to some place that was big, it was the Sugar Shack. Yeah, you know, I went, to, I went to an office of one of the one of my partners, and there was a there was a guy up there, a black guy up there, and he says, you know, the Sugar Shack is the most popular place in town. He says, everybody gets ready to go there for the weekend. That's right. He says, the talk is all over Roxbury and the band. Everybody you see, they all talk about the Sugar Shack. That's right. That's right. Now, hey, Kenneth, did you see any other groups there? I saw a lot. I saw, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the Iceman. Jerry oh, Butler. Yeah, Jerry Butler. Yeah. yeah. Yep. The Ice. <laughs> the Ice Man. <laughs> yeah, Jerry <laughs> Butler. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I saw quite a few up there. Do you ever see the Dells there? I love seeing the, the Dells. Yeah, yeah, that was the yeah, that one of the groups that that you tend to forget. Yeah, I seen the Dells. I mean, I mean, anybody that was anybody when they came this way to New England. They had to go to the Sugar Shack. If oh, you made yeah. it to the Sugar Shack, that was like you made it big. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you went to the Sugar Shack. You, you was there. Yeah, I played the Sugar Shack. I'd go, oh man, you're gonna be big time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, let's play a little Jerry Butler here. Well, uh, we brought him up. Let's do that. Hang on. Oh, okay. I remember my first love affair. 
Somehow or another, the whole darn thing went wrong. But my mama had some great advice, so I thought I'd put it in the words of this song. I can still hear her saying, Boy, 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 oh, sitting out there all alone. Crying your eyes out, cause the woman that you love is gone. Oh, it's gonna be, that's gonna be a whole lot of trouble in your life. Oh, so listen to me, get up off your knees, cause only the strong survive. That's what you said, only the message for today isn't it only the strong survive and, and right. if you want to be a man you got to take a stand that's right that's right you know and and uh, a lot of men don't get their attention today and a lot of men aren't respected for taking a stand that's right they aren't Tom did you hear well, the music that's uh, there in the background you know, let's speak. somebody must be on a speakerphone I think oh yeah yeah no, the, no. The, um, Oh yeah, yeah, I love it. The, yeah, the music, yeah, actually, yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, especially like the xylophone, the xylophone there. Yeah, beautiful. Was that what it was? Yeah, but the music with the song—that's what makes it. Sometimes, you know, they had that. Of course, of course. If you play it, you hear the music and the way it fills in. Well, you know, excuse me, you know that uh, Kenneth, our, the theme of our documentary is going to be harmony. There was right, harmony right. in the music, and there was oh, harmony in the club. That's right. It was harmony all over when they played, and that's what brought them together. Like my wife was saying, music uh, is the language that, that's international. It's all over. It's universal. Exactly. It's exactly. universal. Well, Kenneth, we're winding down to the hour here, and we can't thank you enough. It was just a great trip. I hope I can oh, keep yeah. the number and call you from call you from time to time. Yeah, you definitely can. You definitely can. You definitely can. And if you see the brothers, please tell them hello from us. Uh, I definitely yeah. will. I I run into Ralph once in a while, but uh, Chubby, I see. Tom, you do the Give my best to the brothers. I definitely will. I and, definitely uh, will. And when we uh, finish this film, we're going to have a big uh, gala opening, opening night. Uh, we'll do a premiere here in Boston. And hopefully. Oh, okay. Because the, yeah, yeah. So we're going to make this a big deal. We're going to, you know, a, a project like this, it keeps, every time we decide to say we got enough, we get another big act to, to come in. Right. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we, we interviewed Cool and the Gang. 
Oh, okay. I, I can remember that one too. I can remember him. Yeah. So we uh, we're gonna we're building this up bigger and bigger, and uh, the day will come when we're gonna have this film. Yeah, you let me know. You got my okay, number. Well, Kenneth, and your wife is beautiful, and what a sweetheart! What a great voice yeah, you have with yeah. all today. Yeah, you're a lucky all man. Right. How long you been married? How long you been married? Uh, Fifteen years now. Go God on. bless you. God bless yeah, you. Yeah, I have a wonderful wife. I'm glad you said that. Baby, one yeah, she says sweetheart. you got a wonderful wife, gorgeous, a real sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, did you? Uh, she's a New Bedford girl. Yes, sir. Born and raised like me, right here. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, okay. Thank you so much. All right. You listen, both you guys. You, uh, God bless you. You have a good day. All right. We appreciate what? your time. All right. All right thank you. All right. Well, Rudy, really, I think it's it's time for the old snack. You got it. Here it comes. <laughs> Here it comes. There's a crazy little shack beyond the tracks. And everybody calls it the well, it's just a coffee house Made out of wood Expresso coffee tastes mighty good That's not the reason why I've got to get back Just to that sugar shack Oh, baby, to that sugar shack There's this cute little girlie She's a-working there Tarts and her feet are bare I'm gonna drink a lot of coffee Spend a little cash Make that girl love me when I put on some trash You can understand why I've gotta get back Up to that sugar shack Oh baby, to that sugar shack Yeah honey, to that sugar shack Oh yes, to that That sugar shack queen is a married to me, yeah. We just uh, sit around and dream of those old memories. Ah, but one of these days I'm gonna lay down tracks in the direction of that sugar shack. Just me and her, yes, we're gonna go back up to that sugar shack. Well, Rudy, we did it again. That was a nice show. Yeah, that was. That was. Uh, all right, John, we'll talk later on. Okay, you got it. Have a good day. Likewise. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. And it's never, ever does it end to be a surprise. Is there end of it being a surprise? Every time we go out on the streets, wherever, we're going to run into somebody that knows about the Sugar Shack. So the legacy, Rudy's legacy continues. And hopefully we're going to bring something back. We're going to make rejuvenate harmony in the United States of America and get away from all this division, maybe get some families to get back together, maybe give some time to the kids, introduce them to what it's like to, for everybody to get along, listen to some great music, and let's have some fun. <laughs> you got to get back to fun. All right, that's it. Thanks so much for joining in.